I believe in divine timing. I believe that the right people, information, wisdom, guidance, heck, things arrive when we're ready for them. I believe that owning our own truth unconditionally is the path to not only create a fulfillment, but more wild success and abundance. This isn't only a podcast to help you get strategic and master the position of success. It's a declaration to share the truth. It's a commitment to keep going to make it happen no matter what. It's an activation and invitation for me, for you, and for us to play a bigger game. So my question for you is this. Do you really want it? Do you really want to make your dreams come true? Do you really want to become a six-figure coach? Welcome to the Diaries of a Six-Figure Coach podcast. I am your host, Teresa Lambert, and I dare you to get ready to show up, boss up, and make it happen. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Diaries of a Six-Figure Coach podcast. I'm super excited because I am here today with Lauren Tallulah. Lauren and I briefly met on the socials where I started following her, and I was like, this is a cool chick. Lauren is a content creator of 10 plus years, and she's another incredible female business mentor. Lauren, I'm so pumped to have this conversation with you today and have you on my podcast. Uh, thank you so much. I'm so excited. And I actually wish I was with you in person and not in this gray, very wet London right now. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's so amazing how like I now living in this like never ending summer. I hear that so often. Um, but I've been to London and London is a pretty cool place. And I know it's, you know, it's raining right now, but hopefully you get some sunshine. Do you feel like though when I think I sometimes find this is so random, but when the weather is crappy, I found myself being more productive. Like when I still lived in Whistler in the mountains, we had obviously bigger seasons and I found myself in the fall, actually, usually not in the summer, in the fall, I would get in this like, productive like season and I was sort of like creating with the seasons where now I'm in like the never-ending summer so I'm just decided to have a productive summer because it's really hard but do you find yourself like you're, you're sort of using that time to be like okay let's make some things happen 100% I feel like the start of this month was like quite tricky because I was traveling quite a bit um but since I've been back, oh my God, I have the last two weeks, this week and last week, has been so nice to get into a routine. I feel like when the weather is not like super, super hot and you've not got like social plans, it's very easy to be productive and also like really, really take care of your like wellness. So, you know, I've been able to get back into a routine with making sure I'm cooking everything from scratch because I've got the time to and going to the gym and going for walks whilst also being really like work productive, which is amazing. So yes, I am so with you. I'm actually quite grateful from that point of view that I've had a very productive few weeks despite the weather. <laughs> I I love that. You know, I actually think that sometimes we tend to neglect finding a good rhythm. And like I've recently, like when I, I was traveling for a while back to Canada, I had some things to deal with personally. And it was like a whirlwind for six weeks, crazy. And I came back just basically beginning of July to Tulum. And I was like, 
oh my God, it's time to find a rhythm for myself that works. It's like getting back into these CEO rhythms, but also including that self-care, looking after myself, like really being intentional, how I move through my day and how I show up in my business so that I can do both. And in my case, unrelated to the weather because it's beautiful every day. That makes so much sense. And I think to be be fair, I think when you're living in a warmer climate, so you still live in Australia, and I think when it's like constantly there, you maybe it's like a little bit easier to like be a bit strict and set those boundaries. But, But I also feel like in London, because we, you know, we really are a seasonal place. Like we have a few months of the year where we get good weather and like so it's not guaranteed the rest of the year so when that weather is good it's like if you're not out in it well we're not going to get it back for a really long time so take advantage and you get FOMO fear of missing out so bad and I like literally if it's sunny and I'm working I'm like oh god I need to be outside that it's just so I think we also have that, which is added to that kind of pressure of like making sure you're outside and probably not working as much. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, like, I remember that from living in Canada. Like, it was just always, like, summers were precious and you get this, like, small window and it's, like, yeah, now is the time. And, like, I lived in a ski resort, you know, so obviously, like, we played in the snow in the wintertime, but still like there was this this whole like oh my god it's summer like let's spend as much time as we can outside and I do feel like it required me from a business perspective to also think about how do I want to go through summer and make sure I can still grow and have my business still going while also being able to spend as much time outside like how do you manage that you know as an entrepreneur because I know it's amazing to have the freedom if we just abandon ship together or we don't have a plan at all, then, you know, it's like, are you training this summer for your business health? Like, how can we do both, you know? I think it's like being, honestly, being smarter. Like, it's what I say. And I think it's one of the things that I've been building up a lot over the last few years. And that obviously I help my clients, but now it's like monetizing your audience so that there's... I have a few different monetization streams and it feels like during those periods, like for example, when I was traveling, there were things and there were ways that I was making money that essentially weren't a huge uplift. So it's like being mindful of that and trying to put as much into practice those things and trying to automate those things to make your business run easier Because it's all, you know, like it's all good and well being like, oh, well, you know, you have to work really hard and X, Y, and Z. And I want to be have have the freedom to travel everywhere and anywhere. But you also want to create a life for yourself where, you know, you can also take the time and you're not going to have that pressure. But last, I think it was, my God, when was it? Before I decided to go all in, right, with Girl Meet Social, I was doing contract work. So my background is also weirdly enough. And the irony is that my background is like influencer marketing and social media. So I was doing a lot of contract work whilst juggling like content creation stuff on the side. And I would like have these periods of like severe anxiety because I my contract would get extended every three months. And then if I was going to take a week off, 
I'd have this this anxiety that I'd be losing out on so much money and I didn't know if my there was no guarantee because at the end of the three months I might not get, get extended anyway so why would I take a week off right and it's like I would you know like I was earning good money but it was I very much felt almost restricted and like almost like just so anxious from that 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 place of like not knowing whether I was going to have work again and not having the power and I think that's one of the reasons that I've been so um, intentional with trying to monetize different streams um, going forward because I want that power back I want to basically decide my stability and security and I don't want that to be in the hands of someone else I love that. I love what you're saying. I think that that is so critical if you're online to to really think about how can I set myself up to create a business that supports me and that supports my lifestyle and that allows me to not be in this. Oh my God, I gotta like always do, always do more, always hustle more, always like, you know, be like switched on all the time. And I feel like this is also the dream that most of us have when we think about having an online business but how do you actually do it like what like what is something that you could share with the audience where you're like you know what if you're really serious about monetizing your Mm -hmm. online presence here is something I recommend you start focusing on and I'm sure there is like I know that there is like you know I have a lot of conversations that are similar to this. So I know that there is a lot that goes into be able to do that. But like, what does it actually take? You know, because I hear you say that and I'm like, Lauren, this is freaking amazing. You know, let's go. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to like absolutely kind of caveat there that it takes, first of all, a lot of fucking hard work. Like it's not just straight off the back that you're going to be, I- I'm just going to be able to live the life that I want and have the freedom all of these things, like they need to be like systemized. They need to be processed. Like it takes a really, really long time to build something and it takes perseverance and consistency. And there's going to be times where you're like, fuck, this is not working or it's not, you know, it's not going the way I planned. Um, But it's about pivoting that and like being really intentional with what you're putting out there and and realizing that actually it's only ever not going to work if you stop trying but that's that's the end of the that that is the crux of it but okay so one of the ways that I monetize is um affiliate marketing so that is so just for anyone that's listening and should just give you a bit of an overview is like I have two accounts so my background is in influencer marketing and social media, which is crazy, which was very much behind the scenes for the majority of my career. But then because my journey started in fashion, which um, at ASOS, which is, yeah, ASOS.com, if anyone knows that what that is, I just fell into being a content creator. I was wearing, I was like a plus size woman. I was very into fashion. And when Instagram started, I just snapped away at my outfits and people were just very interested in what I was doing, which was very weird. So it just kind of, it was, it was a complete accident. So that's the side of my business, which is Curvy Roma, but it's really interesting because I've used the big audience that I've got there to leverage a lot of the learnings for Girl Meet Social, which is obviously where I work with 
clients to teach them how to monetize. Um, but one of the really successful things for me was affiliate marketing on Curvy Roma. And that took me so much time to nurture. Like it wasn't an overnight thing. You can't just start introducing this new um this new product or, you know, way of selling something and expect everyone to just be all in. It takes a very, very long time and it takes you talking about it again and again and again. And there needs to be, I think storytelling is one of the best things, right? When it comes to putting something out there and I'm I'm a huge storyteller. Like I love telling a story. So even if it comes down to the fact that I'm going to share a product, which is a coffee mug from my kitchen. I'm going to tell you about that coffee mug and why I love that coffee mug so much and why it's perfect. So I think it has come to the point now, like for example, with affiliate marketing, that I've got it to this place where it doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't feel like I'm working and I have such a strong connection with my audience over on Kirby Roma that it feels very much like the way that you would tell your friend there's a fucking amazing restaurant and you need to go to it. That's what it's got to. So yeah, I would say like, that's probably one of my top tips is like really kind of nurturing your community and kind of being really consistent with it and persevere. I had to, it took me a really, really long time to teach my audience where things were um, and like how to find things and create a really easy user journey. And just, again, I start repeating myself again and again and again. Every time I got a DM, oh, it's here. Like it's here, you find it here. And now people will shop my affiliate shop via my link in bio and without me telling them to do it. And then they'll tell me that that's how they shop. That's amazing. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And you mentioned a few times it took me a really long time. So I'm really curious, like how many months Um, did it take you like what are we when you say a long time what is a long time in your perspective because I know you know we're all a bit different okay so affiliate marketing for I mean my whole career has taken me a really long time to get to this point and I started my career when I was 20 in fashion I started my career at 22 at ASOS and to get to this point now, I'm like 30, I'm going to be 34 in September. Yeah. So I was, everything has built up to this moment. But for yeah. that particular income stream, I started that last August. And like this, like July was my best month ever. How great. And I, yeah, and I was, uh, thank you. And I was um, for that particular income stream. And I was on a cruise ship with no signal for a week of that. And then I was at a festival for four days, five days of that and no signal. So that kind of tells you like where I've got it to in terms of like it, it generating by itself, but also it become like being a very organic thing for me. Um, so last August, but that was just essentially setting up an affiliate um, journey for people. And that is something I've had to improve and make like really, really strong. But then there's obviously other income streams as well, which I have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that one particular one. I But I love that. You know, I think this puts things in perspective, right? Like you have an entire career 
and you were an influ you know, you you were sort of falling into this content creation game and influencer marketing. You were behind the scenes, you were in the background, and then you started to build a community. And I feel like oftentimes, you know, we hear people talk about, oh, you know, I just put this off out or I just sell these products and people just buy. And I just feel like there's this messed up idea that we just do that. And, and you know, very few times do we hear about the dedication and time that's gone in to to even build the audience to then monetize the audience. And then, you know, you've essentially build something and then you're like, okay, well now I'm ready to monetize this. And so affiliate is like one way that you're doing it. And then you spend essentially 12 months educating and strategically and focused creating content that teaches your audience what you want them to do, that talk about the products that you want them to buy and why you want them to buy them in a way that's really organic. It sounds like to you, because I find that's at the heart of like, if we're if we're really doing what we want to do and we really stand behind what we're selling, then talking about it shouldn't be feeling icky and yucky and weird. Like if we have some weird like shit attached to what we're actually giving to the world, then in my humble opinion, you have to hit the reset button. Because if you're doing something or talking about something or showing up with a message that's not authentic, that you're not standing behind or a product, that you're not standing behind, selling it is always going to feel off. And when things feel off, you're never going to say it as if you would say it to a friend. You know, that ease that you were talking about, I don't think that's there, but I appreciate that it took you time to build, that you have an entire career that's backing what you're doing now. And then you spend 12 months educating your audience and you stuck with it i'm sure it didn't just work the first time you're like buy this beautiful mug you know it's awesome people were like what the fuck <laughs> lauren why do you want us to buy this mug right or whatever it is that you do but i feel like um you know hearing you say that is awesome and then you're reaping the reward right like after dedicating time and focus to actually being like no i'm gonna make this happen I'm going to make this a stream of income. This is how I'm going to do it. And I'm going to stick to it. Yeah, 100%. It takes, it's not like, it's not an overnight thing. And to me, there is still that particular um, income stream. So affiliate marketing, that is just, that's still something I want to get better at. Like it's not, I'm going, um, I'm going away in September on like an accelerator program for that. Um, with basically uh, it's it's Amazon just to be completely transparent it's Amazon that I've had like an Amazon storefront and it's worked so well um, but I'm going away with them for like an accelerator um, few days to like really like learn more and I did one in like March and um, it's obviously really working well but I'm like how how can I make this better because at the end of the day as well Everything that I learn and that I get better at is something to then teach my clients. So it's like I want to get better at it for myself, but I also want to get better so I can share that knowledge because it doesn't, I think with selling, like it doesn't need to be hard. And it's exactly as you said, it should be so authentic to you. It should be something that you could talk about until you're blue in the face. But something that you feel so passionately about. And I even had one of my clients say to me not that long ago, she was like, oh, 
something's not like working here. Like I just feel like I don't know. I've got such a mind block when it comes to like my content. I don't know what to put out. And I was like, well, that's because you've made your thought process on it complicated. When everyone's like, oh, we should have these like massive strategies. Like it should be so well thought out. And I do think when you're launching a product, there do, does need to be some strategic like line there because you want to make sure that you're conveying the right message, et cetera. However, content should be fun. Like there should be so much fun that happens with content because most of the people that are doing this are creatives. You don't have an online presence and you're not putting out this message and putting this content out and attracting new clients on a social media platform if you haven't got some sort of creative like way about you. So it's like, have fun with that. Like, and how can you make it like, how can you make it fun? Do you know what I mean? So it's like kind of really like when you are stuck, it's like bringing it completely back to base and being like, what is fun for me with content? Like, how do I love putting content out and just going absolutely back to basics? But I just don't think people do that. There's this always this huge mind block and it doesn't need to be that strategic. Yeah. And I also feel like, I mean, I'm a strategy girl, you know, I'm like, I will talk about strategy all day long, but here's the thing. Strategy is not meant to be complicated. Strategy is meant to be easy. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, it is not actually hard and complicated and it doesn't have to be this elaborate thing. Like even like everything, like I actually find the most powerful strategies are really, really simple. And that's why they're so hard for people to do because we have this idea that the more complicated, the better, which is also where people get stuck in their content, right? Because it's like, actually, to say it the way you want to say it, like, how would you say it? But that's but you're like, oh no, let me try and say this in a very, very fancy way. And then like, oh my, <laughs> yeah. different places. And then before we know it, we're like, three hours later, we're still writing one fucking caption. <laughs> So true. But that's what I mean. It's like, have the top line. How, you know, I said to you earlier, like, I love storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the big, because that, that's probably my strategy back, right? Is like, there's storytelling in there. I know that there needs to be uh, a start, a middle, and an end, but it's not thought out. I have fun with that. I enjoy telling a story. So it doesn't need to be hard. And it is exactly, I say this to my clients like, all the time. It's like you have so many conversations, you'd have no trouble having a conversation with your friend. It's like when you get stuck and you have those blocks, ask yourself a question for you to answer. Does that make sense? I think that's like a really like a good tip. So if someone's got, I don't know, give me like, for example, give me a client of yours that, you know, or like an industry or like what whatever it is that they teach. Um... Helping athletes improve their mental health beyond exercise. Okay, so then they would essentially like create a list of questions around like mental health. Um, so maybe maybe there's like a core topic, like for example, um, like a day, like basically five tips to to manage your day with mental health. And then it's like, then they create the questions and then they answer them and the answer is the content. Do you know, I, I think so many people like have this mind block, but it's like, if you 
you've got to think about someone asking you the question because if if it's something you can talk about over and over again, like you are asking me these questions now and I have no problem responding to them. So it's like create the question and then record the answer or the content is the answer. I love that. It's also something that I actually do with my own content creation. Like I pay attention to what my clients are asking me, what my community asking me, what comments they're responding to. And based on that, I create more content. So it's like, I literally answer questions that are being asked to me. Like when things come up, themes come up, questions keep being repeated, you know, it's like, okay, I see where we're going. So then I can respond to that and be like, here's what it is, right? Like it's actually, I mean, for me, a very natural way to to do things, but I feel like a lot of us um, are like that. You know, we respond when we're being asked a question and I feel like that's the power of like mentorship and coaching too, right? If somebody asks you the right question, like if you ask the right questions, your answers are going to be powerful. If you don't ask mm-hmm. the question or you ask, uh, not so much the wrong question, but uh, too, a question is too open-ended then you're Mm -hmm. only going to get open-ended things and they become long and then then the story like expands to like so much. It's like you were going to talk about how you planted an apple tree and then somehow you ended up talking about pineapple farmers. (laughs) I mean, I get that. I mean, sometimes when people ask me questions, I do go off on a tangent, I will say. But yeah, I'm totally with you. Yeah, but I love that. And I love too that you're saying, you know, we have to sort of like explore our creativity. I mean, I know like for the longest time, honestly, like in my life, I was told that I'm not a creative person, like by so many people like growing up and like, and then even into my career, I became a hotel GM at a pretty young age. I ended up scaling a business to eight figures and build this like big, big ass business. And I started to bring my creativity in, but it wasn't until I transitioned and pivoted into doing my own business and actually needing to become a content creator for my own business that I started to realize how much creativity I actually had, but it was coming and being expressed from a very authentic place where I can show up being myself, talk about the things that I know work and believe in and like drawing from like my own experience and then responding to what I was seeing and what I was hearing. And so it became this thing when now it's like, I, I like, I revamped the way I hold my content because it, I called it the monster because I have so much content, but I didn't have it centralized. And then I lost my Instagram. Um, thank God for just a short amount of time. And then I was like, oh my God, I need my team to like put everything into like one spot and I got to organize it. So I actually have access to this and I can, you know, recycle and reuse content and bring things back. And anyways, it was this huge like thing, but a problem I had for a while was almost like I had so much content and so many things. And then it was taking it and cutting away from it and refining it and taming the beast of content. So I don't ever run out of things to say, but I I also get that when you're in that lane, your own lane, and I feel like that's what you're talking about. It's just an extension of who you are. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I I think the thing is though, I think we can all get so consumed by 
the pressures of like what everyone else is doing. And I think that's where it's really hard to kind of center yourself and like bring it back to like what's right for you. I did a, um, I actually did a guest expert, uh, was what worth it? I did a guest expert spot on a mastermind, someone's mastermind that I know recently. And um, she had uh, someone on there and they they were an artist and they literally had this same problem. They were like, oh, I just feel like I have this massive mind block. Like, I don't know what to post, etc." And I was like, you're an artist, right? How would an artist like brainstorm? I was like, get a massive sheet of like a a2 paper like huge huge sheet of a2 paper get colored pencils paint whatever it is and brainstorm in a way that feels very authentic to you and I'm like because you're taking it away from the social platform it feels like you can like really step into like what you love doing and I guarantee like that thought process will probably be a lot easier because you're by yourself you're not listening to the noise and yeah and it's able to like send to yourself so I'm always like when it comes to like brainstorming or thinking about content just always bring it back to like what's right for you and try not to like think about the outside noise I love that I think that's amazing staying in your own lane and doing it your way and doing it in a way that feels good for you is like such a game changer such a game changer my goodness. Lauren, I feel like I could talk to you for hours because it's like such a juicy topic. And I'm also, I love content creation. And like, it's like, I get like, all, all I could do in my life would be creating content. I would be like super happy, which is hilarious. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I like to create my life now too. That is my focus in 2023, other than my business. But people might want to know more where can they find you i also know you have a little gift little brody big gift for the audience tell us where can we find you and what have you got for us so you can find me in two places from a business perspective go and find me over at girl meet social and i chat all things about monetizing your audience and also like really strengthening your personal brand so as i kind of mentioned there about having a really strong connection with your community and like how valuable that is in growing your business and then i also have an available freebie freebie which is eight ways to monetize your creative business so if you are creating content as we are um, in order to drive more income, have more freedom, and also, as I mentioned, more stability as well. My God, I love that. I can't wait to get my hands on your freebie too. I feel like that's awesome. I always like you. I love to explore more ways and, and find out all the other opportunities that there is in which we can monetize and create more revenue streams and more freedom and, and more ease. Like I feel like as somebody who supports entrepreneurs with scaling like I'm always like you you know it's like I learn things so I get to understand all the aspects there is and all the opportunities that are available to us beyond what I'm doing for myself so it's really really cool I love that so make sure you grab yourself that freebie make sure you follow Lauren on that girl meets social we're gonna put all her links in the show notes so it's super easy to find but Lauren what can you give people um, to take with them into that day and into this week. 
Um, and into the rest of the year, you know, we have a few more months left before 2023 is done. What do you want them to take with them from this conversation or maybe something you haven't mentioned yet? Do you know what? One of the things I also just didn't um, mention was like how many risks I've taken with this. And so many times that like things haven't worked out. Um, one of the things, I mean, it's a whole different story. I'm not going even get into it because it'll be so long but um I actually had this like dream my whole life of like getting to New York and moving to New York and I eventually did it and it was unfortunately a visa that was tied to my job at the time which was super toxic and I had to make the really difficult decision of like saying goodbye to my dream because of the implications that was like attached to that even though I never wanted to leave New York but and I came back and I was unemployed. I was broke. My credit cards were like maxed out. And I had to move back in with my parents. And I was literally just about to turn 30. And I refused to go back to a nine to five. So one of my pieces of advice is like, even though like things like always seem really fucking hard, just know that everything is always fine. And if it's not fine, it's because it's not the end yet. And I've built a business up since then and persevered through that because I put my foot down and I was like, no, I'm not going to go back to what is not, I'm worth so much more than this and I deserve more than this and I deserve to follow my dreams. So I think when it gets really fucking hard, just hold out a little bit longer and just keep going and have like your, your self-belief. And I honestly just think what is meant for you will never pass you by. I love that. What is meant for you will never pass you by. Never. Oh, that's like so good. I feel like this is like the perfect place to wrap this episode. What is meant for you will never pass you by. Mm-hmm. Like if that is all you all are taking from this conversation, although I hope you made notes because <laughs> Laura dropped some gold. Keep thinking about this. Take this into the rest of your year and just know that, you know, all is well. All is well. You can't miss it. And I love that, you know, sometimes you might have to take a risk and sometimes those risks are bigger. I mean, I certainly wouldn't be living in Tulum right now if I wouldn't have taken a huge risk. So I totally get it. And, you know, I appreciate everything that you shared. I appreciate your honesty and authenticity and rawness around your journey and how you're building your incredible business and how you're monetizing online. I think you're an incredible, incredible person to learn from. I'm so glad that we're connected. And thank you again for being on the podcast. So this is a wrap for another episode and we'll be back soon. That's a wrap for another episode of the Diaries of a Six Figure Coach podcast. I am your host, Teresa Lambert, and I want you to know that if I can do it, so can you. Do you want to get your hands on more tools, strategies, and insights to help you become a six-figure coach? Come join my online community on Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching, drop into my DMs to say hi, and don't forget to follow and subscribe to get notified when the next episode drops. Gratitude always for each and every single one of you. Here's to showing up, bossing up, and making it happen.